happy Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you very much. Jeez. Yeah. Tuesday to be happy. My name is uh, Alan and we have Elvis Presley here in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to, to the, the dungeon. dungeon. pick up this week after shrew shrubberies finally made their way to the loggers camp and met the rather colorful half-brother of harbin wester tybor after some discussion with him and having fought another one of these giant pests shrew shrubberies agreed to to first rest and spend night in in the cabin and then make their way back to the the site to see if any of tybor's men had actually survived and we pick up just as shrew and his shrubberies open their eyes into a brand new day and a brand new episode. I see some people already stirring, waking up. I kind of wake up the others. Come on, it's it's day. We should get going, pick up our supplies, and head off back to the clearing where we found those poor souls. Okay, so yeah, your party awakens, grabs their equipment, yeah. dons their, their armor and what have you, and they're ready to, to follow your lead. Okay, so I want to step out of this building back to back through the ruins we saw before okay as you as your party's getting all the stuff ready you notice that Tybo isn't getting anything ready what's the matter Tybo? are you coming oh no you, you think i'm a fool i didn't live this long when when you look have a look there and you see that uh it's safe then uh, then i come out i'm going to lock myself back in here when i have a look where sorry yeah well, where'd you going to the the clearing you said you saw my men. I was going to the clearing with you so that you could see your men for yourself. No, no. If you tell me that there's no, no, no more of these beasts or orcs, or what was it you said yesterday? These uh, orc bears, orc bears, borrocks, borrocks, borrocks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you you assure me there's nothing there, then I will go have a look. There's nothing there. How do you know? You, you haven't even looked properly. You said you, you saw my men, you, you don't even know how many there was. You, you disappoint me, Saibo. You're starting to sound exactly like your brother. Well, you, you know, as Westerners, we didn't get to where we are by being reckless. Well, where, where did you get to exactly? In a forsaken forest, cutting down trees, with all your party killed, and you're the only one surviving? Well, I you Left all life. your party to die by themselves, is that what you got? Are you proud of that? And now you, you, you cower behind a door instead of going out to check if one of them is alive? You're starting to disappoint me, Taibo. Very much. You want me to do your dirty work for you? No, what dirty work? I'm not asking you to bury them. I'm asking you to make sure well, it's I'm safe. I'm not talking about burying them. I'm talking about going and seeing if they're safe. They are your friends, they are your comrades, they are your party. You they should my, come with us. They're my employees. They're not my party. They're not my friends. They're only here because I pay them gold. That's it. Well, I bid you farewell then, Taibo. I shall check if any of them are alive, but I'm not coming back here to warn you of anything. It's you on your own now. Oh, very well. So someone will come soon from another camp. And when they come, I will ask them if it's safe. You disappoint me. And I leave. So as you leave, you hear the, the door close and... <laughs> you hear the desk being shot back in front of the door. And to think, as, I, as we're leaving, no, 
I'm speaking to my my friends. And to think that I thought he was different from his brother. Uh, I think they're more like two peas in a pod. Yes, I think you're right then. Anyway, what a way to start the morning, eh? Look, let's let's try and get together. Let's get our supplies back. Let's hitch everything back on the cart and let's all take it take it all back to Fandling. This. I was seeing as we are all the way up here. You don't want to go and check out that that tomb that Dazzling and I found. Yes, we we need to make a stop there, and perhaps we need to go to the Stone Circle as well and see if there's anything there. The Stone Circle that uh, you said that you found the map from these orcs. Yes. Hmm. That sounds uh, rather risky. It is, but perhaps we can. That will take us in a completely different direction to the tomb. No, no, we'll go to the tomb first. Whatever we find there may aid us. If it's a weapon, lying in rest, we could use that to kill the orcs. Then we go back to the stone circle, if we survive the tomb, and maybe deal some damage there. Maybe scout, get some information, anything, before we head on back to Fandling. Or perhaps it's a race against time. Perhaps we, we do best going back to Fandling and try to persuade Harving to give up this fool's errand of trying to build a, a fortification against a horde of orcs and and a bear elephantine boar, not bear, elephantine boar, and and actually go to Axholm and, you know, stay there and use an already built fortification. Perhaps that would be the best idea. If we are to defend Fandling, it's best we get back to Fandling as soon as possible. Hmm. But I do want to go to the tombs. Let's head on over to where we found these poor deceased fellows of Tybo here and see if there's any of them alive. And we go to the tomb from there. What do you say? I, I like the idea of going back to to Fandling. I just, the longer we're in this forest, the greater risk of danger we, we're in. That tomb, that tomb was outside the forest, you said, yes? Oh, yes, yes, it's outside the forest. It's not in, it's not within here. Then perhaps we should take the, follow the river out of the, the woods and then make our way to this tomb and perhaps join the, the road, the well-traveled road. Might be more out in the open if the dragon's circling, but at least we'll see it for miles. Yes, I like that idea, Fabian. Follow the river. It's an easy way to keep tabs of where we are and we won't get lost in the forest anymore. Good idea. Let's, let's do that. Okay, so as you guys are having this conversation and gathering your supplies that have been strewn across the, the camp floor. You now make your, your way to, to this clearing where you had found the bodies. You're now about 100 feet away, as you can see, these dead men lying across the, the forest floor. Some, you know, like you saw last time, some leaning over the, the stumps that they had cut down where they'd been killed by the, well, what you assume are these beasts. So what are you guys doing? Okay, like, last time we were here, I kind of imagined they were all dead. To be honest, we didn't check. We didn't do medicine checks. We didn't nothing like that. Now a day has passed. If they were alive back then, they probably haven't made it through the night. But I want to check anyway. How many bodies am I seeing? Twelve. Twelve. I want to check each individual body, but I'm going to go as me as Shrew alone. I've kind of taken into consideration what my friend said back in the cabin, where they might, these creatures might be hearing us and kind of anticipating us and closing us off. But I do have the the boots of... What were they called? Boots of Elven Kind, I believe. Those, which don't make any noise. So I'm hoping that 
if I'm the only one walking there, I won't make any noise as I do so. And they won't know where I am if there's any of these creatures around yet. Okay, so I'm just going to roll a stealth for you. You're trying to do this quietly, although your boots are quiet. I see. Yeah. You need to be... Quiet myself. Quiet yourself and yeah. be careful not to catch your cloak on anything or trip on those roots or what have you. Okay, so ever so quietly you make your way up to the first of these bodies. Then ask you to roll an investigation check and a medicine check as well because you're, you're checking whether they're alive as well, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So roll an investigation as you're searching these bodies anyway and a medicine check. That's an eight for investigation. Total or? Total. I have zero investigation. And a 17 total for medicine. I have a plus five for medicine. Okay, so as you check the first of these bodies, or I'll, I'll say the first couple, I'm not going to make you roll for every single body you check, but I'll, I'll ask you to make a couple more checks as we go through the bodies. So as you check in the first of these bodies, it's definitely dead to you. There's no, there's no beat, heartbeats, there's no, there's no breath. You don't see anything of note on, on these, on the first couple of individuals you check. You know, are in their tattered clothes and their axes lying near them, the sores. What few coppers perhaps they, they carried on, on their person. You now come up to the next group of, of dead bodies. Roll me an investigation and a medicine check. Investigation, it's a natural 20. Okay. And for medicine, it's 23. These bodies are, are definitely dead as well. And as you're searching through them, you, you can definitely tell that, having fought for these creatures now, that this is certainly what, what brought them down. You see these burns, bubbling marks on the, fre- on the flesh, which you would have seen happen to, to your companions from this projectile liquid that they, they spit out. You notice that there's several claw marks, which you can imagine are from those gruesome pincers that have gripped your your companions. As you're searching around the area as well, you notice that this tree stump where, where the sort of these bodies are lying over, there's like a little nook in what's left. You can see something that's poking out. As you're focusing your vision on it, it looks like a small androgynous stick figure. It's kind of like being half hidden there. What? <laughs> um, does it look the same as the ones I encountered in the mats, the little stick guys? No. No. This looks like a crudely made doll rather than something with a, a proper shape or form to it, like those strange creatures you fought in the mats. I'm gonna pick it up against all my judgement. So yeah, you managed to pull it out and you can see that this strange stick-like figure has got these tiny lightning bolt symbols carved into it. You see that it's been tied together with some sort of hair. And it's got like this sticky reddish residue on it. Hmm. Really work from the orcs. What does it do? Give me a religion check. I'm rolling high now. 16 total. Okay, so from your time in being brought up in, in the temples of Neverwinter. You know, when you, you've been doing some reading and listening to the priests there and learning a little bit about them and about how religion works and the different kinds of deities and practices that different beliefs have. You seem to to ascertain that this is a, a totem and that it's likely its purpose is to bring 
ill fortune to all that reside near it. Did I happen to come across any of, or did I happen to read if breaking the totem would cause any kind of catastrophic event? <laughs> um, no, to your, to your knowledge, these things aren't magical as such. It's more like something that some religions use to, to curse and bring bad luck and ill fortune. We could keep a hold to this and place it in a certain merchant's vicinity. <laughs> sort of merchant that wouldn't sell me a weapon or loan me a weapon. But now I'm not evil. I'm going to break it. Okay, are you investigating it further? Or? Well, I'm holding it, so I'm, I'm going to look at it a bit more. But I said it had a red liquid. What is the red liquid? What Can I ascertain what that is? Yeah, as you as you lift it up and, and smell it, and it smells like the those hearts that you you found and buried in the forest. Boar this blood. to you seems like pig or boar blood. Mm. And that's it. It's made of sticks tied with hair, bit of boar blood. Yeah. And has the the symbols we keep on seeing. I'm gonna break it. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> you snap it. Nothing happens. Well, hopefully, it was bringing bad fortune to the people here. It's a bit late for the ones lying on the floor, but anyone that makes their way here in the future may have a better fate. I want to carry on and try and see if there are any survivors. Okay, so you move on to where the third group of, of dead bodies are strewn across the floor. Give me a, another investigation and medicine check. It's 10 for investigation. 21 for medicine. So you're searching for these bodies. Again, you, you can determine they're all dead. There's no survivors here. They've all been torn to shreds or burnt with this acidic spray. You do find another couple of these figures sort of tucked in, in different areas near the bodies. And when you rolled over one of the one of the lumberjacks, you rolled him onto his back so you could see whether he's alive or dead. And you find a, he's got attached to his hip a flask of that red juice that you've come to love on your travels and i'm not talking about fine wine <laughs> you found a potion of healing kindly donated by one of our buy me a coffee sponsors nice that's neil right who donated it yeah neil neil ravos 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 that was his username on, or, or his email on buy me a coffee but thank you ever so much yeah i take the potion and thank you friend I'm gonna need this more than you do, unfortunately. And I just wish you could, you would have had time to take it yourself. The irony. And I crushed the effigies I found again. Slip the potion into my pocket. I'll keep a hold on to this one. And is that the last of the bodies? Yeah. I've checked. So I head back to the caravan. To my friends. Slowly, quietly. I get there. They're all dead, I'm afraid. And I believe they were dead when we first found them. Never hurts to double-check. Yes, I, I would have imagined that any survivors wouldn't have lasted the night. Hmm. I found some... Some little weird dolls. More dolls? Yes. What is it with these damn orcs and their dolls? Yes, I don't know. They, I think they're totems. I think they're placed here to bring ill fortune to the people around. And they, they sure damn have worked. I broke the ones I found, and I don't know if there's more, but we should get out of here. That's music to my ears. 
Let's follow the river. Let's see if we find better luck in the tomb. So shoe shrubberies make their way back towards the river. And you're able to follow it for about 20 miles without any sort of trouble or anything out of the ordinary popping out at you. I'm not going to ask you to make a survival check because you're actually following the river, so you, you can't really get lost at this point. And after about 20 miles, Dazna and Norbus tell you that this is the point at which you need to start heading south towards where they believe this dragon barrow to, to be. So you, you make your way now away from the river, heading down south. You can see the Sea of Swords now to, to your right-hand side as you're making your way south. And after about another five miles, you're now at your full travel distance for, for a day. You can see now that the sun is quite low in the sky. It is beginning its descent into the, the Sea of Swords to your west. Or to the west, your right. This looks like a good time to start setting up camp. So are you setting up camp or are you going to carry on pushing through? If we push on through, we're going to get some exhaustion points, right? That's correct. Then no. We will set up camp. How far away would you say we are from the tomb? So Dazzler and Norbus start studying their maps. And they tell you that you're about 10 miles away now from where you expect the tomb to be. Okay, so that's maybe what? An hour, two hours? Just over two hours. Alright, there's no sense in going in and exhausted. So we'll rest. We'll have a long rest here. And wake up as early as we can. The crack of dawn to go to the tomb. And start afresh. Okay, so is there a an order here for keeping watch? I'll go first, then Fabian, then Fenna. Is it four watches we're doing again? Yeah. And then I'll go last again. If I can get the full sleep, the, the full rest. Okay, so the the first watch passes without any anything of, of note. You wake Fabian. He takes his watch, and again nothing, nothing out of the normal. He then goes and wakes Fenner up, and Fenner takes a watch, and after a short while, she starts slowly waking, waking up the party. True. Hey, Dazzle and Norbus, awaken. What is it? I, I don't know if it's the, my eyes playing tricks on me, or, or the moon, but I thought I saw something there, in the distance, towards the south. There's some, some trees and, and bushes down there, and I could have sworn I saw something go past. It was strange. It, it looked like like a rider, but it, it didn't make sense that the rider would be in the middle of the horse. This, the rider appeared to be in the front of the horse, if that, that makes any sense. I'm not sure. I, I just thought it would be wise to... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm trying to digest it all. Hmm. Let's stay awake for a while. Let's see if we stay quiet and see if we see anything else. And see what we do. Keep your wits about you. Okay, roll, roll for perception with advantage. You can use the highest perception of your party. <laughs> this has got to be a first in my life. Two natural 20s. Two natural 20s? <laughs> I just wasted one. That's awesome. It's about time you got some... Yeah, this, this, I've been some rubber the green. Yeah, yeah, I've been rolling pretty well this, this episode. Yeah. I don't want to say too no, loud. Maybe it's because I got rid of those effigies. Mm, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe they were... What was causing all that bad luck so far? Yeah. So yeah, as you're, as you guys are, are keeping watch, and you're alert now to the strange thing that Fenner thinks that she saw, or she's not sure if her eyes were playing tricks on her, and she she nudges through 
there, look over there. And sure enough, in the towards the south of your your makeshift camp, you see this silhouette that looks like a like Fenner said, almost as if there was a rider that's on front of the horse. And as you're you're studying it now, you see that rider and horse are almost as one. It seems to be a, a single creature rather than somebody riding a, a horse. Hmm. This is weird. A horseman. Man horse. Give me a nature check. That's a total of six. I have zero in nature. So yeah, this looks like nothing you've seen or even heard of before. Hmm. Very unfamiliar to you. Is it friend or foe? Is it more horse than man or more man than horse? Or woman? I'm not too certain. I mean, were it not for the moonlight, I, I wouldn't be able to see that far anyway in, in the dark. But it does seem to be a, a man horse. Would you be able to ride it, or would it ride you? Well, that's not something I'm too keen on finding out right now. No, at all. What should we do? Is it? Can I see? Is it headed away from us? Is it leaving? It looks to be looking towards your general direction. Right. So it spotted us. You said that the they appear to be more as one. I'm sure I've heard of these creatures before. Centaurs, I think they're called. Centaurs. Yes, they're they're almost they're like half horse. With the, the torso of, of a humanoid. Yes, yes, I can see that. But are they friendly? Are they are they here to to hunt us? Well, the, the stories I've heard of them, they're, they're not aggressive, at least. I mean, I'm no expert in, in centaurs. Just the tales I've heard of these almost mythical creatures. They tend to be to be good from what I've heard. Okay, not, okay, enough said. Know, they're not evil like, like orcs or, or those weird insect things that, that attacks us from the ground. But again, I'm, I'm not an expert in this. It's just let's, the stories I've heard. Let's go and say hi. It'd be wonderful to meet a mythical creature. And I start kind of slowly walking. I mean, put your weapons away, Fabian. You know, let's go. Let's go peacefully. Let's show them that we're, we mean no harm, no ill intent. We're here as friends. You think it likes sausages? I'm not sure. I know nothing of these creatures. Or does it like hay? What is it? We shall soon find out. Very exciting. So we carry on walking. How far away is it? It's about 60 feet away from me. Oh, 60 feet. That close then. Yeah. Nay! Nay! Maybe I should turn into a horse. What do you think? Maybe, maybe I can use one of my wild shapes and turn into a horse and maybe speak to it. Very exciting. Oh, hold right there. Oh, you speak. Are you are you a friend or foe? We are friends, can't you see our demeanors? We are as friendly as they come. A gnome, a, a human, probably is the one that looks the least friendly. But me, a halfling, we are friends, and two dwarves, oh, I'm, and a fat ox. I'm I'm glad to hear. Yes. Oh, it's been a, a rather rough couple of days. Oh, I'm sorry. What's troubling you, sir? Well, madam, or sir, sir, please. Sir. So, Horse, is your name Horse? No, no, my, my name is Xanth. Xanth, very nice name. Xanth. I've, I've sort of taken refuge in this area. These damn orcs. Damn orcs, indeed. They, they overrun my home. I I live by the this beautiful ancient stone circle deep in the Neverwinter Wood. Oh. And these damn orcs have been everywhere, and there's been storms and boars everywhere. So uh, I had to make my way out. Are you, are you heading towards the barrow? The tomb? The dragon barrow. Dragon barrow? Hold on, no, Norbus. Dazzling? 
I yes, we we told you it was where the that hero had slain the dragon. It's the oh, dragon. Sorry, I forget. Dragon battle. Yes, <laughs> yes. Fine, friend. Santa, San Santa, Santa. We are going to the dragon barrow, indeed. Well, well, you should be careful there. I've seen strange witch lights hovering over the barrow at night. Witch lights? I think it's haunted by the restless spirits of the dead. Oh, no. And these orcs, they, they weren't normal orcs. What were they? They were spellcasters. I've, I haven't seen anything like that in my life. Yes, I've come across a few of them, unfortunately. And you say you lived by yourself there, in the stone circle. Yes, well, we're, we're reclusive folk. There's other sensors like me throughout the forest, but no, we we tend to keep to ourselves. You don't get lonely. No, no. And you see that, as you now close up to him, you see that he is indeed half horse, and from where you would expect the, the neck of the horse to be, rises a very muscular, toned torso, decorated with these tribal-looking tattoos. You see he's got these leather braces on his wrists, and he's carrying a, a sword to his side. And he's got a large glaive sort of attached to to the side of his, his horse body. You also see that his head is half-shaven on one side and then quite long with wisps of grey and black sort of flopping over his thin, gaunt-looking face. He's got this sort of flat, squashed nose and these almost elvish-looking eyes which are of an amber colour. Well, it's a pleasure meeting such a majestic creature as yourself, Santa. Santa, Santa, please. Santer. I, I, I don't know who's the Santa is you speak of. Sorry, Santer. Santa. Okay. I, I hope I didn't disturb your, your mm. rest, but uh, I can't be too sure. It's no, no. The trouble I've seen, I, I just needed to get close enough to see whether you are orcs or, or just trouble. I'm, I'm glad to, to see your friendly faces around here. No, you startled Fenna a bit, and she woke us up, and we were all curious to see what you were. Would you mind if I share your fire for what's left of the night? Of course not. Of course not. Maybe, well, we should probably get some more sleep before we head on off to the barrow. Would you Would you happen to want to join us there? I can go as far as the, the barrow with you, but uh, I, will, I won't go in it. Not with those witch lights uh, floating above it. Fair enough. At some point, I would like to make my way back to the stone circle if those damn orcs are gone. Look, listen. You said you had fought them. I fought a few. I didn't fare very well. I had a few friends that helped me. Um, I don't think the stone circle is safe just yet. And I would I would hate for you to go back there and get killed by those disgusting orcs. Listen, let's go to the barrow. You wait outside as far as you like. When we come out, and we will come out, follow us back to Fundling. We're gonna find safe haven there, or near abouts, and we're gonna defend ourselves from the orcs. An onslaught is coming, they're gathering force, and... What is this, Fandolin? Fandolin is a, is a, it's like a, it's a little town, a quaint little town of humans. No, oh, I, I don't fare well in well, human towns. don't worry about that. I'm more a beast of nature. Don't worry, we'll find some stables where you can... Stables? Stables, yes, you... I'm not a horse. Well, you're half a horse. I mean, you wouldn't be comfortable in a stable. Do you sleep in beds? What? What is it you do? No, we, I, I live and sleep in the wild. Okay, but there's a problem. The wild is teething with orcs and enemies. It's not safe in the wilds, as you can yourself attest to. All I'm saying is for a little while, you'll be uncomfortable, but you can come with us. 
we can find safe refuge until we deal with these orcs, kill the orcs that are trespassing in your stone circle, and once everything is safe and dandy, we've taken care of the problem that is the dragon, you can go back to your stone merrily and frolic with your animal friends in the wild. Uh, a dragon, you said? Yes. A dragon? A dragon. You know, dragons exist. So you want me to go to somewhere where there's a dragon? No, no, the dragon is everywhere. The dragon might attack here. The dragon might attack your little stone circle. The dragon is free. It's roaming. It's displacing orcs. It's attacking everyone. It doesn't care if you're a centaur, a beast of legend. It doesn't care what you are, what you're about. If you're, if you're good, if you're bad, it just eats. You know, and you're not safe anywhere except... Well, surely I'll be more safe in, in the woods than out in the open in a town. No, no, we are going to find refuge in a place called Axon. Very refugee kind of place, I've heard. Well, I'll, I'll accompany you as far as the, as far as the barrow, and then, then we'll see. I'm, I'm okay. You I'm, I don't want to leave my home too far behind me. No, no, your home, your home will not be that far away. Don't worry. We came, we came from, from Fandling. It's not that far. We've been close to your home. We haven't quite got there. But uh, I cannot. I can tell you, it's been, as you know, it's been overrun by these orcs. They're doing rituals, and I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. Well, well, we'll see you after the, after you see that too. And you guys sort of huddle around the fire for, for what's left of your, your long rest. So Xanth kindly leads you towards the, the direction of the barrow. You were about ten miles away by, Dazlan Norbus's calculations, and indeed after about. 10 miles as Dazzling Orbis had calculated, you see before you a 30 foot high hill rising, its top too flat for it to be a natural occurrence, and jutting out from this grassy hilltop is a row of 10 foot tall bone white rocks that arc towards the sky like outstretched talons. What are you guys doing? So this is it I imagine. Xanth, are you, are you going to stay outside or are you? We are going in. Well, I don't know where the, the entrance is, but I would suspect it's probably up there, up on the hilltop. Oh, it's all these witchy lights at night, and I'm, I'm not going up there. You staying around here, then? Yes, yes, I'll take some refuge in some shrubberies. Hmm. Keep an eye out on the exit in this hill. I will be back shortly. Do you mind if we leave our friend William with you? Yes, you're, you're welcome to leave the ox, but if trouble does come, I can't guarantee his safety. Well, you gallop with him and take him to a safe place. Well, I don't speak oxen, but I'll uh, I'll give him a prod with my the, the butt of my glaive. Tug on his tether. Don't be such a brute. Just pull him along. Very well. So you guys making your way up the uh, this mount? Yo, um... Oh, by the way, <laughs> sorry. Would you mind taking care of my good friends Norbin and Dathlin as well? How do we want to go see the doom? Oh, you're coming along. I don't know. Price. Should should we secure it first and then come back for you? Do you think that's perhaps a better idea? I mean, he did say that he saw ghosts, witchcraft, and witch lights and things like that. Well, uh, perhaps we can we can ride William. What? Ride William? Where? Into the tomb? Well, we'll sit in the cart. No, into the tomb. No, no, we'll we'll be here and we'll sit in the cart. Oh, oh yes, okay. I'll call you. When we clear the tomb, if we find anything, we but need her. When there's no signs of trouble, let us know. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We're interested to, to see this tomb. 
Yes, yes, we'll go in, we'll see if everything's fine and we don't get jumped by anything, we'll come out and call you. And if there's anything we need help with, we'll, we'll come and call you as well. Anything you've read about that we should know? Well, just what, just what we told you, that uh, this hero had been buried here and she had slain a dragon. The legend says that she was buried with, with her weapons. Okay, okay, let's go. And Fena, Fabian and I make our way up. Are you going up in any particular order? Is it a wide enough road? Well, it's not a road, it's like this hill. Yeah, well, I mean, like, is it a wide enough hill to pass through those t- white talent things? Yeah, well, the, the talent thing's on the top, Very on top. the crest, so yeah, it's a wide okay. hill from what you can see. We're not going on a single file, we're going, like, Fen in the middle, I'm on one side, Fabian's on the other, Fabian's on the right. So you guys walking abreast, make you up to the top of this this barrel. You're looking around, familiarizing yourself with your new surroundings. Give me a, an insight check with advantage because there's three of you doing this. That's a total of 15. Surveying the land to, to get your bearings, you you do notice that this, as you suspected, is not a natural occurrence. This is a natural hill. And as you're looking around from this vantage point now that you're, you're on top, you can see that the, the hill or this barrel is actually shaped like a dragon. And that these 10 foot high bone white rocks almost look like the spines on the dragon that you you saw. It's been made to look as far as you can ascertain as the dragon that she had slain. Very good. So are we at the top of this hill now? Yeah, you're at the top, more or less in the middle. And you can see, you, you stood right in front of one of these white rocks. And you can see that to your left, which would be the, the tail of this dragon, there's a further three of these large rocks, and to your right, there's a further three. So there's there's a total of seven of these rocks. And the spines make the silhouette of the dragon. It, it kind kind of makes a shape of a dragon, but it's not. It doesn't look exactly like the dra- uh, dragon would. So yeah, the, the actual shape of this artificial hill has been carved out of the earth to look like a, an actual dragon from a bird's eye view. Right, and the spines are like popping up from the top of the hill, like if it will the dragon's spines coming out of it. That's correct, yeah. All right, all right. Do I see any kind of tomb there? Any, any, you know, a slab or anything? Anything written? No, but as you're walking and inspecting these these white stones, you see that the one that's towards your far left, which would be closest to the tail of this dragon, you spot a slight opening underneath the base of the rock. Give me a, an intelligence check. That's an eight. Okay, so... Yeah, you just see this small opening almost underneath this large white rock. Is it a big enough opening to walk through? No, it's very small. A very small opening? Yeah, like maybe wide enough for a small critter to poke its way through. Small critter, a small as a shrew, eh? Maybe as small as an actual shrew, but not a halfling shrew. I want to go in, I want to go up to that little opening, stick my finger in it. (laughs) <laughs> try to see if it has any you know if it's a button inside or anything I can pull at or push through so yeah you stick your finger in and you're sort of wiggling it around you don't feel anything it feels like there's a a significant opening underneath this rock significant opening underneath the rock okay I'm gonna turn into a shrew a shrew shrew into a shrew shrew into a shrew shrew yeah a little shrew with a moustache similar to the sketch Bardot did some weeks ago put it on Twitter. 
There's a shrew with a mustache there. Okay, so you turn to the small shrew. <laughs> and you, you're going to try and go into this hole? I'm going to try and crawl through the hole, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you start shifting your way into this hole, poking a little head through. So with your echolocation ability as a shrew, you can determine there's a, a two-foot-wide spiral staircase made of stone which descends about 30 feet below you. Okay, can I see... Is there anything that would allow a, a human-sized person, creature, to walk through this? To walk through the, the hole? or yeah. through? Well, like, how would they access the staircase? Well, as you're looking, you can see that the this huge stone blocks a, a significant opening which humanoids would be able to to walk down so this seems to have been this seems to have been stone that plugs the entrance to this tomb right so the actual spine is is plugging the entrance to a tomb yeah and i can see that it's something that might be able to be pushed open from where from where i am not from where you are from but maybe from from the outside okay make my way out and I kind of crawl up Fena's leg onto her shoulder. Oh, oh, shoo! You startled me. <laughs> and I crawl back down. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I just turn back to shoo. Shoo. Proper shoo. Not the shoo shoo. The proper shoo. What on earth are you doing, shoo? Nothing, nothing. I, I saw a little hole underneath this spine and I thought I would perhaps go in and check what it was. So there's there's an actual staircase going down all the way further down. I believe you could maybe open this. There's like a rock blocking the entrance to the tomb. I, I think we might be able to open it from the outside. Hmm. How do you propose we, we do that? Did you see any mechanism or any buttons or levers down there? Or? No, it seems to be like a stone that that is naturally plugging the the entrance, I, I, I suppose you can push it. Oh, that looks like quite a heavy stone. Hmm. Can I investigate the stone from the outside? See if I see anything, any any holes in contraptions other than the one. Yeah, roll an investigation. That's a nine. So you spend some time going around this, this stone and investigating it. You don't see any contraptions or buttons or anything like that. But from what you can see is that it's far wider at the bottom and that it sort of works its way up into a point at the top. Like a spine. You got some rope in your bag, Fabian? Fenna? I've got some. Yes, I've got some rope. Okay, let's tie a, a, a rope together. Let's make a long rope. Let's make a lasso. And let's lasso that spine. And then we pull it. Let's see if we can topple it over. Okay, let's let's do that then. So you guys make a lasso from your, your rope. Lasso it over the... The spine is quite a large rock, so it's, it's not too difficult for, for you guys to do. You've lassoed it. I'm going to need you guys to give me a athletics check with advantage because there's three of you pulling. You can use the stronger of you as the your modifier. It's a total of 21 with Fabian's modifier. Okay, so you guys start pulling together in unison. And sure enough, you see that this rock starts toppling down ever so slightly, starts tipping towards you. You carry on pulling and heaving, starts leaning a little bit more towards you. You're a safe distance away because of the length of your rope. 
so you don't need to worry about it <laughs> crashing down on you guys. You pull a bit more, it starts to sway back a bit, and then with a final tug all in like a synchronized fashion, you all <laughs> give it a pull, and this humongous bone white stone <laughs> crashes down to the barrow. Well, if there's anything waiting for us, now it knows we're coming. Let's go in slowly, quietly. Just a reminder, as GM, I'm rolling for stealth for the party. And Shrew has advantage. So you guys start making your way down this two-foot-wide spiral staircase. You can see now as the, the light's hitting it, it's made out of flagstone. It's not wide enough for all of you to go down together, so I'm going to need a marching order for you. So it's, we need to be in a single file? Yeah, that's correct. All right, Fen in the middle, Fabian up front, Shrew at the back. So led by Fabian, as you're walking down this narrow stair, which wraps around in a tight spiral, you're going down quite quietly, although Fenner's footsteps are perhaps a little heavier than you would like. You, you reach the bottom of these stairs, and you find yourself in this long, sort of 20 by 15 foot room. You can see that there's the rock face directly in front of you, with two paths heading parallel to each other. You see this slight light, almost like a ball of light, sort of flicker into your vision and start slowly making its way down either side of these passageways. And that's where we're going to call it a night. Damn you. <laughs> Gotta got leave it on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. What well, that is, and I'm suppose I suppose that we can't see. At least me and Fabian can't see anything down here, other than that light. Yeah. Well, at, at the moment, because the stairwell's directly above you, there is some natural light coming in as well. Right. But you can see that as you're looking down into this tomb, it's quite dark. It's pitch black. Yeah. Gonna need to light some torches. That's next episode. But anyway, yeah, that's been a great episode. Some roleplay which I always enjoy, so it's been a good one. Yeah, and some new characters too. Yeah. Some new acquaintances. That Harbing brother. <laughs> Tybor. Yeah, Tybor, you know? Yeah. I thought he was I thought he was built different. But no, no. We really hope you enjoyed that. Time for our usual plug, where we remind you wonderful listeners to visit us on i2td.com if you haven't already we've got links to all our good stuff there we've got links to our twitter and instagram where we're most most active there's also an invite on our page to our discord where you can come and join our growing community we also have the buy me a coffee or buy me a potion in our case whereas you can see from this episode when we get a, a donation when we get bought a potion kind of reflexing game and it helps the crew as well so we give you a little shout out in-game as well, in thanks of donating in real life. So thank you very much to our donators thus far. And that brings us now to my favorite part of the this waffling at the end of each episode. And that's the end of the episode club known as The Last One Standing. Those of you who have made it this far before know what's coming. We're going to give you a, it's a good password. That way we know who's been listening to the very end. And you use this password in either a witty comment or as part of your normal comments or even some art you can get in some memes and some art as well which we absolutely love so yeah today's phrase for you to work into a to work into a comment which you can post on our discord or on twitter it's where we're most active 
is centaur of attention. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting to see what you said, and I had that in my head, like, if it's shit, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up with this one. But I, I'm glad you're in the same way, Lim. So yeah, nice, a center of attention. Yeah, so use that in, in the comments. We read them all. So without further waffling and without much further ado, we bid you farewell and thank you for joining us as we delve into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon.